What's going on you guys? This is Chance from So About Yesterday and I'm here to talk to you about a very exciting website that's all about video games. If you love video games as much as the next person or are overwhelmed by all of the news sources talking about video games, well there's one place that gives you all the important news that you need to know. Red Frames Gaming, created by a gamer for gamers to get up-to-date information on news, tournaments, highlights, and so much more. If you want to join the action, tag your clips and highlights on Instagram at Red Frames Gaming. Once again, at Red Frames Gaming. Or DM for a feature on the page. For Red Frames Gaming swag, check out their website at redframesclothing.com. Once again, it's redframesclothing.com. Last year when Toys R Us closed, a piece of my childhood died. And it couldn't help but think of the great times I had and the joy it brought to that part of my life. And as a feeling of mourning came over me, so did the wave of nostalgia. When many of us were young, we saw the world more different than we do now. But what happened to many of us? Why do some of us neglect the inner child? And how do some protect it? That's what we find out today on this episode of So About Yesterday. What's going on, you guys? This is Chad. Yesterday, we got Sarah, we got JR. What's going on, you guys? What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? How was your week? How's it going? It's going good. Actually, um, I don't know if you guys noticed or I mentioned it to you guys, but um, I got a weird email not too, like a couple of days ago. And the email stated that it's my 10 year anniversary um, of being. An ordained minister. Oh wow! Oh yeah, I saw you post that. This is insane. And I was like, "What?" And I looked. I I logged in. I was able to log in and everything. And it looks like it has my full uh, government name on there and everything on this documentation. Mm -hmm. And it clearly states I can um, baptize, bless, and and um, marry uh, marry people. Would would that be the 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 right terminology? Can you baptize someone? Yeah. If I can bless the water, I think I can baptize somebody. I've, I do. Uh, do other religions do baptism as Catholics do? No, Baptists. I'm Baptist. We do baptism. We'll die. Okay. Well, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I just. I, I don't know. I was thinking like, is there there are certain? That's interesting. What do you? Did you ever do it, or did you just ten years ago? So you got to think about it. Fill like, some out online. Yeah. You, you feel like like yo, I want to do this. Like, and I filled it out online. I must have had it sent. To like, I, I saw the address on there. It was like an, an ex girlfriend of mine's and stuff like that. But I was like, oh shit, this is crazy. Also, I saw there, this is all in, within a 10 year span. I also mm-hmm. saw there that I'm a lord. You can buy a small patch of land in Scotland. And it's a novelty item, but they will send you with your information of you being lord. Also. Wow. Wow. So I'm a lord. Reverend Jr. Yeah. <laughs> would, would that be correct? <laughs> Reverend Lord Jr. Yeah. That's crazy. Look, you're about to go march somewhere in the civil rights movement. Oh, man. So. Man, Sarah, what, what about you? What do you got? I for talk? sure can't top that, but uh, um, 
I don't know. I was excited this week because I put in our information for our business. So now I, I felt so adult um, now that I own a part of a business. No, that's, I don't think I've felt that adult since I like bought my own couch. That's awesome. That's real. Yeah. That's owning real. furniture and owning a business is pretty much in the same. I'm easily pleased when it comes to. That's <laughs> just status. Um, other than that, I passed some tests at work and uh, did really well on a group oh. project at school. So I just feel really knowledgeable, I guess. Wow. Group projects. I hate group projects. Oh, uh, no. Did everyone in your group like carry their weight? Or did you you know, know what's the great thing is that since I went to school for art and now I'm like at a business school, um, people get so excited that I know how to do PowerPoints. That's awesome. <laughs> like not not know how to put them together, like they just look good. So for this group project, and I love the people that are on my team, they were like, well, we were coming up with who's gonna do what, and they're like, well, you're clearly gonna make the PowerPoint. And honestly, I didn't really have to do that much research. I was the guy that put together the PowerPoint, and it looked good. Everyone really liked it, so uh, could you I felt successful. Could you share that on our website? I mean, I could if you want. That'd oh. be super dope. It's Go about Coca-Cola. Wow. <laughs> because it's a marketing class, so. I was always know. the kid who would, like, come in and just wing it. I'm like, yo, uh, what's this stuff that we're talking about? I'll be presenting. Don't worry about it. That's so funny. Moby that Dick was about a guy named Moby. <laughs> and not the electronic music maker. Yeah, not but that no. one. That's so funny that you talk about what you're doing as a kid, JR, because that's exactly what we're talking about is, you know, what about that inner child? We have a lot of people in the world who harness their inner child, and we have a lot of people that go ahead and really just kind of keep it inside. So I just want to ask, just what were you guys like as a child? I think I was, were, were you a jerk? Were you a, a jerk. clown? Were you email? What were you like? How young? I'm talking about like from like five to like twelve. Oof. Uh, yeah, I was. I was. A jerk. No. <laughs> I wasn't a jerk. I was a very. I wasn't shy talking kid. about you. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. Let's talk about me. Oh, uh, jerk. Yeah. I can. Do that. <laughs> um, for me, I think I would say I was a, like a very shy kid for a while. Did not talk to a lot of people. There would be like, like when you said early ages, I would say like five and eight, a little bit higher, like that. I didn't come out my shell until like probably 10. I don't know, man, because to be honest, like I was always like to myself and I only had a certain group of friends that I would always hang out with. There was these uh, brothers and I call them like their family to me, um, the Beniquez brothers. And I would just... I don't remember school. Weird. I remember just playing every fucking day. Wiffle ball, the bat, you know what I mean? Awesome. Uh, going to the hockey rink. And I didn't play hockey. We would just run around, have leftover hockey sticks, play with that. Um, but I was a shy kid. I would just play around with just my certain group of friends. Um, but it was fun, man. Like, I remember that small patch of time where it was just like I said it was like every day was summer that's awesome what about you Sarah uh I think I like I said I was kind of a jerk um and I'll explain that I think I think I did like the opposite of what most people do you know how 
uh, people like peak. So they start from, you know, maybe they're like awkward and then they get like cute in high school. And I was the opposite. I like, I thought that I was, <laughs> I was really, I was very popular, like in elementary school. Um, I was like the cool kid. Um, uh, and I had a bunch of friends and, and even, even when I was younger, I was very independent. Um, I always wanted to do stuff myself. I was the kind of kid that my mom would drop me off at daycare. I'd be playing with the toys and she'd come to pick me back up. And I'm like, nah, it's all right. You can go home. <laughs> like I would just be, I'm good. Don't worry about me. Like I wouldn't want to leave. Um, <laughs> so I think like over time though, I, I think I got more, um, more secluded as I got older because I got picked on a little bit more like in um, end of middle school into high school. So I was homeschooled for two years. You're a homeschool? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I feel like you would be homeschooled, Chance. Oh yeah, you drink too. Tap yeah. Water. I know. Hey, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Why well, do you think I was homeschooled? Oh no, because you just... <laughs> you gotta explain it now. No, I mean, <laughs> you no. Oh, just, now you know, he's stuck. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just, you know, nothing stuck. wrong. Um, <laughs> it's okay. So when I was young, you know, <laughs> uh, you know I mean, homeschool, that's normally where all the murderers. Yeah, uh, it was two cool. years. It was super cool because um, I was, I would go to like gym class and I was good at, you know, like, well, not good, but like decently coordinated at sports. So I'd be playing against all these kids that were homeschooled since like kindergarten and they Sounds were like not good at sports. I was like, I was the lower end, like the fat chubby kid playing basketball. Like I could, I could, you know, I could shoot it. Right. And that was, that was it. Um, these kids couldn't even dribble the basketball. And I was like, yeah, come out on top. There was like but a like LeBron James. Like league. So you have the NWL. NCAA, and then you have the homeschooled NCAA. Cool, yeah. You know, coming yeah, from basically. Brown Street. Yeah, the Brown Street thing. Coming from the cul-de-sac all the way from... All the way. <laughs> you know, that's, that's yes. crazy. You're like the <laughs> Lisa Leslie of, like, homeschooled <laughs> kids yeah. basketball. That's that's awesome. I guess for me, when I... Lisa Leslie of homeschoolers? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy that... Yeah. WNBA. What about you? For me... What's your childhood? My childhood was a very awkward phase. If you think I'm awkward now, I was even more awkward. So, picture this. Um, Have you guys seen the Cleveland Brown show? Yes. That was me. I was Cleveland Brown's son. That's exactly... You know, daddy, you know, I was just... (laughs) You know, chubby kid. Um, Really had no... It was a catch-22. It was like nobody wanted to be my friend because they thought I would beat them up. And then nobody wanted to... Like they, either they were afraid of me or they didn't like me because they thought I was a bully, but they didn't get to know me. I was never invited to parties. So if anything, I would always... You remember when AOL was like a huge thing? They had like little kids AOL. Shout out to AOL. Time. You remember uh, being in the chat rooms? ASL. Age, sex, oh, location. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's that's. I missed instant messenger. 
Yeah, I do too. It's a simple way of life. But no, but getting back to the topic of me just kind of being the fat chubby kid that nobody wanted to be friends with, the computer became my best friend because, you know, the computer couldn't like treat me like crap. It just would play, I would play chess on there and play solitaire on there and all that good stuff. And no, I was just a fat chubby kid that everyone was afraid of but didn't really understand. So I was just kind of like screw people. So I was kind of a loner. Gotcha. So I didn't have a place, you know, I wasn't an emo kid. I was just me, but essentially, you know, what I want to get down to is just, this is just a childhood. Cause a lot of people had good childhoods. Like you said, JR going around pulling a mighty ducks and a little hockey rink. And then Sarah, you being in your, Prime of the NCAA of homeschooled children and me. <laughs> some people that kind of have some trauma, but that's okay. Because I remember like the TV shows. I remember what it was like during that time. But during that time, I remember that I wanted to be an astronaut when I grew up. What did you guys exactly want to be when you grew up around that age? Hmm. Cowboy. Cowboy. Uh, no. And the <laughs> Puerto Rican cowboy. Puerto Rican cowboy yeah. in the no. inner city. It was. It's no. It wasn't. It was like I. And it's funny you say that. Uh, my mom showed me a picture, and it said I wanted to be a cop. And it was like a little little stick figure with a gun, and then like I go pew pew. I wrote pew pew. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, but <laughs> that's what I wanted I to be you. when I was growing no, no. up. You know what I mean? What about you, Sarah? That's awesome. Uh, when I was super young, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Like when I was three, I just, just I liked animals. Um, but when I was like uh, high school, I definitely I also I wanted to be a um, special investigator. That's crazy. And then my parents would joke with CSI. me. What? Like CSI. Yeah, like Law and Order kind of scenario. And my parents would joke with me like, well, what do you want to do with this, like, investigating? I'm like, I don't know. I want to, like, solve the crimes. Mm. And he was like, no. Uh, my dad said, no, you, you can't just, like, you have to pick something. Like, you have to be, like, the blood splatter person or the, like, you, so you can't just walk in there and be like, are you going to be a crime scene dancer? Oh. And, I, <laughs> Damn, and that was like our joke for a long time that I was just gonna go to college to be like a crime scene dancer, just figure cool. figure it out. I'm just gonna be the guy that shows up. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, let me ask you a question. What what stopped you from your dreams? I mean, I'll be straightforward for those of you who can't see me on this podcast. And I'm hoping none of you be able to see me because that means that you have like a video camera in my home. <laughs> uh, but essentially, I I went to space camp. I looked at all the IMAX movies because when I was growing up in D.C., I was able to go to the Smithsonian, go to the Air and Space Museum and take in all that sciencey stuff. And the one thing that kept me from reaching my dreams of being an astronaut was my weight. I was too fat and too tall to fucking fit in a cockpit of an airplane or a space shuttle. And it's crazy because my ex-girlfriend, shout out to my ex-girlfriend, hope she's doing fine and blessings, but uh, I was telling her about my dream and she were talking about it when I was in college and she said, hey, why don't you just design a bigger spaceship that you could fit in? I'm like, damn. Dang. It's always the simple stuff. But no, it's just like 
Just thinking outside the box. (laughs) Opportunity, I saw the beat, but they are, you know, I mean, what made you, I mean, other than, you know, what's going on today, I mean, can you kind of relish on what stopped you from trying to be a police officer? You, you like, I'm going to be real with you, like, uh, you lose track of what you want to do, like, like, that's what I wanted as a child, and, like, I felt like that, that innocence, like, when you go through stuff like as a kid like you lose that so like we normally do we get a little bit deep so i remember summer times and stuff like that and fun but realistically i grew up with no pops my pops was in and out of jail he was incarcerated um i was trying to be cool about it but uh like it bothered me um my father was in and out of jail and like I felt like inside it, it was because of what was going on with police or something like that. It, it just it bothered me. So I, I, I just grew out of that. I, I just felt like I wanted more or I just didn't know what I wanted at that point anymore. Um, and the funny thing is when, like now I'm thinking about it, one of the things that uh, when I was growing up that even bothered me and, and it was glorified that... Uh, like selling drugs that was like the thing because those were the people who had the money those were the people who were doing all the big things and stuff like that so like I realized I wanted money more than I wanted like to be like to be somebody you get what I'm saying not saying that I thought drugs was the way to go but like I just wanted more and I didn't think a cop being a cop would be the thing to do you know what I mean? To get me to that that level I wanted to. Like, you know what I mean? You see things. Like, I see my father getting incarcerated. You see drugs being sold on the street. You see, like, you, your father's not there. Your mother's always working. I'm left alone by myself to, like, figure out things on my own. So I'm like, I, I don't know. And, like, till this day, sometimes I don't know what I want to be. Um, but that's, I think that's what happens. Like, you grow up and your environment like changes what you wanted because and then now like later on in years i wanted to be i was like yo maybe a cop would be the best way for me to go but if i would have stuck to that in the beginning in my mindset i would have been a cop already we wouldn't be here right now you get what i'm saying like if i was in the right environment or i was i had people around me that was actually pushing me to do better and i'm not saying my parents didn't do that but like it's hard for them to do that when they're not around. So if you're you're left home by yourself and everybody's working and you're left to say, hey, you need to grow up faster because you need to clean up the house. You need to learn how to cook for yourself. You need to learn how to do this. Oh, guess what? You have a sister now. So you need to learn how to take care of her, pick her up from school, do all this stuff and make sure everything is done before we get home. And guess what? We're going out before we get home. So we're going to go out, hang out. And it's 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 not to shit on my parents. It's just it's real because this is not. I'm not probably the only kid who had that. There's numerous kids out there that had parents that had kids and they didn't have kids at the right time for them, and they would still go out and party and stuff like that. But they did. They still had to pay the bills, so they was constantly out and about doing what they had to do. And when they came home, like everything had to be done. So they. They pushed me to be adult quicker, and I saw that that's not 
what what I wanted to be, like the kid of the kid in me, want to be a cop. I just lost that. Like I felt as though, like, yo, I need to make money. I gotta do this. I gotta make these moves. I gotta do certain things to make moves faster. Right. That's crazy. Okay. Like, uh, you guys could jump in. Because <laughs> no, everyone has a different journey, but I mean, that's that's a lot. Some of us, a lot of us, have to grow up faster than our peers. But Sarah, in regards to you being a veterinarian, I think you would still make you'd make a great. I, mean, I think you make a great veterinarian. You're a very caring individual. Mm, you know. I definitely think I'm. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm caring, but I don't. I, what stopped you? Science. <laughs> I just, when I was younger too, I, like I never um, really applied myself. I always, I like to think outside the box, and I like to. I think that's why I like the crime scene uh, stories and things like that because I like to figure out a challenge. And with anything like science or biology, I mean that is a challenge within itself. Right. Um, but science, biology, math. Any of the sciences, I just, um, I didn't want there to be a direct, like, reason. I think that's why I went to school for art, too. I like to change things or see people, like, make moves. And um, that's why history has always been interesting to me as well. Um, I've gotten a lot more uh, studious as I've gotten older. Like, I want to learn more now. I always, I always just did the bare minimum from elementary school, high school, college. I just got through, and uh, that's what it was. But I, I think the main reason um, I didn't do anything within the criminology field is uh, I'm an only child, and I think I would have given my father a heart attack uh, if I was in any kind of dangerous uh, work. So it was, <laughs> huh. it was kind of in order to keep him saying that um, I mean, I love art, though. I think I think I'm I think I'm a right-brained person, or is it right or left? I think it's right. Uh, left-handed person. No, the left versus the right brain. I think right. I think the right brain is art and creativity, and the left brain is like science and yeah, we'll go with that one. engineering. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I always I was more artistic. Um, in anything that I did, so I kind of bring other things into that art capability. That's awesome. Yeah, so I didn't. Then, but uh, uh, moral of the story, I just didn't really care what I was going to do when I was younger. <laughs> no, that's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, listening to everyone's stories, do you guys feel regret? I mean, Jerry, you just slightly touched on the regret that you kind of feel. Uh, but I mean, do you feel like, dang, you know? Right now, I could be a cop. Right now, I could have been a vet. Right now, I could have been an astronaut. Or even not even an astronaut. Just I feel you know, I feel like I missed out on my childhood. Um, like sometimes I listen to certain people. Like the people I work with, they had a different childhood. They have a, a different upbringing. You know what I mean? Like I wish, yeah, things were different. I, I I'm bad, and I I hold that anger inside. Cause you gotta think about it, like. I thought my father would take me to the park to play. You know what I mean? Like I was on in New York on 14th Street, um, and over in Chelsea, and like my father would take me to the park, and I'd be the most excited kid in the world. 
But now, like, I look back and I'm like, my father was taking me there while he was selling his drugs. He was in the handball court doing those things to to, to pro- try to give me a better life, yeah. But, like, that's, that's the environment I was in. Like, I'm mad because there's people who their parents took him to the park because they wanted to take him to the park. Their parents made sure they went to a, a better neighborhood in, in like a better school. You get what I'm saying? Like my sister had the opportunity not not to like be mad at my parents about it. Like it bothers me because my I pushed my parents to go into a different area of New Jersey. And she was able to get a better education than I did um, in high school. But if she would have did that earlier on, like she she was able to get like learn Adobe like in like nothing. Like she's an amazing artist and she does all these things. Now imagine I know a little bit of art or I know a little bit of this. And they in these schools they they open that up for you so much more and you're able to do all these things. So yeah, I hold regret. Yeah, I hold anger. Because guess what? I could have been a cop or I could have been even more or something even better if I given the opportunity, you know what I mean? Like if given the opportunity in a different environment. But like yeah, I'm I'm pissed off about it. Like I could have been so much more and not saying that I'm not happy where I'm at now. I have to this is who I am. And like nobody can take away those those things that happened to me, the things I seen, the things I grew up with. Like it makes me who I am and but it opens us opens up my eyes. Cause guess what? Like the the stuff that I missed out on, the things I seen open up my eyes to the world that the ugly side of the world sometimes and like shit. I'm not oblivious to what could happen. When I see things, or I'm walking down certain blocks, or somebody makes a certain comment, or the way they're looking at you, I know where it can go. Where some people are oblivious to that, who've never been in that environment, would be like, do, 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 do. Let me just walk down this block, and nothing's gonna fucking happen to me. No, my mans. Shit can happen. Like, I've seen shit go sideways, and, and it's just, I wish, like, it wasn't in a, a, like that in those environments. I wish I had a better schooling. Yeah. So mm. I'm sorry. No, no. That's a story that people, and a side view, you know, point of view that people need to hear. You know, because looking at you and talking to you yeah. and knowing you, I don't associate you with your struggle or with that kind of environment. I see you as an individual who's artistic, who's an asshole, who's very <laughs> friendly, who's very giving. But it, it, it's crazy, you know, what people are hiding behind closed doors. Like, you never know who's going through what. Like, right. my Angelo was saying how if everyone threw their problems in the middle of the room, everyone would look at each other and be like, you know what? I'll take my problems back. But, I mean, Sarah, please, I mean, what do you feel regret about not being a vet? Um, I think I think I regret, I don't mean, I, don't, I would not want to be a vet right now, so I don't regret that. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? No, I just I I wouldn't. I mean, I love animals. I just don't think it would have been my calling, if you will. Uh, I think I do wish I had been a little bit more specific in my choice of what I wanted to do. I think I'm um, kind of a jack of all trades, just from choosing like maybe I'll do computer science, maybe I'll do. Uh, graphic design and art. Maybe I'll do marketing and business, which is kind of good now. 
I'm not saying I don't, I don't I'm not upset of where I currently am because I know a lot of different things but I think it's uh, something that I wish I had tried a little bit harder because I was given all of those uh, fancy things like I've, I was an only child I went to a Catholic school I went to college I you know went to the fucking park like I had those things and I I didn't use them to the best of my potential um, just because I I think that I, it was things that I wasn't interested in. I don't. I didn't want to learn uh, physics if I didn't have to learn physics. I wanted to learn something I was interested in. And now that I'm older, I can tailor to the specific things I want to know about. Um, but I guess I I regret not putting more effort into myself, if you will. No, I mean, well, let me ask you. I guess along the sides of regret to I me. Mean, what do you think people like why do you think we suppress our inner child because you would think the inner child in us would be inquisitive you know when you look at children they're like oh my gosh look at the world around me this playground i can have fun so do you think that it's our environments that suppress our inner child or do you think it's ourselves that suppress our inner child out of survival i think it's kind of both i think it's an environment that tells us that we need to get our shit together that you know you can't be you can't be cutesy and and just do whatever you want and living on a whim and you gotta you gotta bear down you gotta pay taxes and you gotta figure it out and you gotta do all these adult things um because it's other people saying that and then you yourself start telling yourself that I can't be doing these things anymore and I'm an adult and also your body starts telling you you can't do stuff anymore I'm only 30 and I have like two glasses of wine I'm like Jesus I shouldn't have done that so <laughs> but I met a 90 year old people that want to have the agility of maybe like a 50 year old or oh, have yeah. the mind of like I don't know like a 20 year old so do you I think like you do you think you regress though I think that with eating healthy treating your body like a temple doing right by yourself mentally that you you can because you look at some people and they don't they don't age a bit like Vivica A. Fox very beautiful actress you know she's been in the game for a while she looks like she hasn't aged a bit but Dr. Ruth Dr. Ruth the sex doctor God bless her <laughs> lady time hasn't been good to her but isn't she I like 80? yes <laughs> I mean like or look at uh, no one's the, getting time at 80 what about the, whatchamacallit, the, the, the runway people, Joan Rivers? Oh, yeah, Joan Rivers had so much done. Yeah. Well, I guess plastic surgery will keep you from aging. I but. just Googled yeah. Dr. Ruth. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but she's yeah. awesome. Yeah. She has like, a heart in the mouth. You know who hasn't aged whatsoever, I feel like, in probably 40 years is the Queen of England. Oh, yeah. She always looks the same. She always looks the same. Just like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah. Like, someone please show us a picture of the young Morgan Freeman and tag us on our Instagram. Yes, please so send that to us. Because I'm just curious to, Google it. to see what Morgan <laughs> Freeman looks like younger. But, um, no, essentially just going back to suppressing our inner child because our environment does it, or do we do it out of survival? I'll say that when my mother passed away from breast cancer, you know, I was so used to my mom doing everything. I was a mama's boy. She used to cook. Mm. 
She used to do everything. As soon as she started taking chemotherapy and she started to get extremely weak, that's when I had to learn how to like cook on my own and do things on my own. Um, and it's it was crazy, you know, because I just was just like, okay, this is my new reality. And no longer can I depend on mommy to help me do much of a lot of things. We need to let mommy rest, mommy get better. And um, no, and that's why I love cooking, you know, to this day, because it always reminds me and brings me back to a, I don't know. It was just a pivotal moment in my life. We'll talk about mm-hmm. essentially. Um, yeah, I, I had to grow up because, you know, my my streets, my my struggle was just kind of, you know, living with death, you know, death in my home, you know, my, my mother, you know, God rest her soul, you know, cancer, my sister, um, my sister and I have an estranged relationship, per se, um, I believe she might be bipolar, um, but we have a relationship where it's non-existent, um, you know, she'll every once in a while just say, I remember the last time I talked to her was like, uh, like a year ago. Uh, and she was just like, yeah, you know, our mother, you know, the reason why our parents died is because of you. So she's just, I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Right. Right. So that's why I'm really good at customer service because I've dealt with that kind of madness in my household. Yeah. Uh, and I think the crazy part, the reason why I love kind of drama and I kind of eat that up, especially at work, is for the fact that I feel like if I can help a customer, then somehow I can help figure out my issues with my sister like if i can help this person that's angry then i can help my sister who's angry i have no ill will against her i love her to death i wish her nothing but the best um but she's definitely has a lot of demons that she's facing and like i told my wife and the rest of the family like hey you know like i'm a grown man and you know i i'm not right now my priority is my wife my household myself all that good stuff my doors are open but um no, but I just had to grow up because I didn't feel like I had a sister. I mean, of course, I didn't have a sister. I had a father, but, you know, but once again, just going back to just me and my childhood, my childhood, once again, just like JR, it wasn't filled with, you know, gang-related activity, but it did kind of deal with um, looking in the face of just danger and just death and just kind of... I guess JR and I, we were more so surviving rather than thriving in our childhood. As far as you, Sarah, please. Um, I know I'm just babbling, but no, my, my childhood was just, I was I was surviving because that's all you know. But you know, they say you never know how strong you are until you have to be. Well, absolutely. Right. You got to look after your sister. When you got to go ahead and be the parent, you got to be the protector, when you have to be the provider, and you have to be, you know, you lose yourself. And I think it's very crazy because I don't even know what my favorite color is. I don't know a lot of things about myself because I spent so much time concerning myself with other people and, and with other situations that I didn't have the luxury to think about, oh, what's my favorite color? Oh, what do I want to grow up? No, when my mom died and then eventually my father died, I had to be my own parent because if I were to cry, get upset, do whatever, that's not going to pay the bills. My sister doesn't want to have anything to do with me. So essentially, you know, that's the only sibling I have. You know, I, I gained two siblings with this podcast, but essentially it's just a matter of just, it's, it's surviving. Like you don't have time. And now the, the, the crazy part is, is that the things in my childhood that I didn't deal with, I regret that I 
didn't deal with it because now it's catching up with me. And now I have to kind of pick up the pieces. Because like once again, I'll find myself breaking down crying at random moments. I'll find myself just kind of getting very like abrasive and just, you know, but mental health is a, is a really important thing. And I definitely recommend everyone, like if you have anxiety, and I think my anxiety comes from just my childhood, you know? So once, I guess it's crazy because this is my idea to talk about our childhood, but I mean, there are some good parts, there are some bad parts, but the, the, the parts that I remember that changed my life were the bad parts. And you know, it's That's funny why. though, you, you say those bad parts, but like when we first started off, we all mentioned like kind of good things. Like I try to remember yeah. like having fun with my friends. I try to remember all the good things, even though, and, and I think that's a, a mechanism that we have that we, we automatically think that if we're going to talk about this stuff, we, we just want to talk about the good things because we try to push and we, we try to push that, that those feelings away. Like I was talking and I'm listening to myself and I'm like, bro, like this is not, you, you had a, 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 you had moments that were good, but there was moments that I'm like, I had to grow up fast. You had to grow up fast. You know what I mean? We all did. And because of our environment, we realized we had to pay bills. Like Sarah was saying, I had to figure out, do, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? And it's, it's it's crazy how all this is happening. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just like an eye opener. You know what I mean? Like, this, this podcast is allowing me and allowing us to talk about things that we thought that we can just move on from you know what i mean like our childhoods is what formed what we are today you know what i mean right yeah Um, you guys are jumping i feel like i'm babbling because i feel like i'm I'm thinking about all these things and i and the funny thing is the reason why we're we're talking the way we're talking and you're listening um they don't uh chance doesn't tell me (laughs) what the topic is and because you know, I'm going <laughs> to overthink it and I'm sitting here and I'm not overthinking it but I'm trying to I try to always try to paint a, 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 a beautiful picture for everybody you get what I'm saying but and then I realize like this is my time that I can I can let it out like I, I feel as though like I shouldn't have to go to somebody to talk about it I should be able to talk about it with everybody you know what I mean because if we were a lot more open somebody can give me some insight like you're telling me oh all these things that you had I'm not mad at you for having those opportunities and then like some of the things that you you didn't take. I'm happy that you had those opportunities. It 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 shows me like oh that's cool. Like these are hearing the stories that you had or that you did or whatever it is, I'm like, oh that's cool. Like I didn't I, I thought I only seen that on TV, but it actually happened. You get what I'm saying? Um or for you, chance, like I didn't deal with that. Like I don't I don't for me, like I, I, I avoid that stuff. I don't like to talk about old age or growing old and stuff. It's like we're talking about childhood, but like I don't want to think about death at all. I don't think about that stuff. I try to avoid it at all costs. And here you are talking about it, and it's a hard topic for you. You know what I mean? It's something that you grew up with, and like me and Sarah can't relate to. Um, we we all have our own inner demons that we're working with, and like it, it's an eye opener to see that stuff. It, it helps me in a manner of like better understanding and maybe shape me differently. You get what I'm saying? Like, 
we're saying what what we was as a child, but we we're not talking about who we are right now. Like all these things that we're doing, we're 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 changing. The environment is changing us. This this conversation that we're having is gonna probably change us how we look at each other and how we react to things. Because now we know that you know what happened, I know what happened. You know what I mean? It's an interesting conversation too, because we. I feel like there's things we all know about each other and then there's things we don't. Right. Like, like, I mean, we're talking to the ether of all the other people that are listening to this podcast, but it's entertaining when, like, if I say something, because the, um, like, the secret episode, like, we didn't yeah. let JR in on what we're going to talk about. I didn't know what we were talking about on this episode. So sometimes we'll just, you know what I mean? Like, we'll come up with stuff and... It'll be a surprise, but then we all get to know things. We're getting deeper with each other too, as well as you know. And that's what makes the show special. And that's what I love. And not to interrupt you, but yeah, that's yeah. that's what gives this show evergreen. That's what makes it fresh, no matter how often you listen to it. Because so fresh. you know, like I say, same shit, different toilet. No matter what time, no matter if you're listening to this podcast in the year three thousand, you know, you're definitely going to have the same problems of heartbreak and just life and just missing your inner child but um really sarah i mean in regards yeah. to just jnr we i went off the beaten path but as far as suppressing your inner child do you think that was your environment that suppressed you from being um i think it you because it was environment or versus myself right Oh yeah, you know, veterinarian. Mm, no, that's not gonna pay the bills. So let me go ahead. I mean, it probably would pay the bills, honestly. I imagine veterinarians make a decent amount of buck. Um, there are a lot of animals out there, and a lot of people willing to pay for their animals. So, you know, shout out to veterinarians. Um, no, I just don't think I would have been happy. It's the same thing. Like when I originally went to school for computer science, I just wasn't happy with it, and I switched to graphic design. Mm. Uh, probably would have made a hell of a lot more money <laughs> if I was stuck with graph- uh, computer science than art. But um, you just you have to do something that you're going to be able to live with, you know. And as a as a child or even a teenager, you don't think about that stuff. That's, That's true. It takes a while to figure out, dude. I I don't even know what I've like what I'm going to do five years from now. Right, but you have some people that dream about being an actor, being a singer. Right. You know, famous this and the other. And you know, gold. Yeah, and you have some people that kind of make a living off of or made a living off of following their inner child, like Jack Disney and Steve Jobs. And even though people said they were crazy, their inner child allowed them to remind us, oh, yeah. You I know. look at it like I'm a wild stallion. Gotcha. Like some people, some people can meet someone in high school, marry them, and then be married to them for 50 years. Uh, I'm kind of more on my Oprah path. Like, maybe I'll get famous when I'm 40. Um, I I never, like, I don't think that I just have that typical, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be an astronaut, and then I'm going to do it. Right. Because there are, you're right, there are some people out there that they decide something, they're all about it, and then they get it done. And I think... There are a lot of people out there, though, kind of like all three of us, that are like, this is kind of something I was looking at, but, you know, things change, ideas change, people come into our lives, like... You have to change. That's a question. Exactly. I think the, the, 
the thing is our inner child was that it was the purest it was like the purest innocence and like i look back and i, I think for me i think i would have been happy i think i if i would have stuck with that goal i would have been so i would have been that and i would have been happy in a manner because your for your first thoughts were something to do something good like you said you wanted to be an astronaut right. that's something that like you're gonna help out the world because you, you're gonna go and maybe discover something new or you're gonna go out there and d- uh, find a new home for us where Sarah here is wants to help out animals and wants to, to, to better them those were the purest things I wanted to be a cop those are pure things that we wanted to do and yeah like web design and or digital art or whatever it is that we we thought we wanted to do I think the thing is even though like you you think you wouldn't be happy you don't know that for sure I'm not not saying you like to shit on what you just said but like honestly like (laughs) I think those were the the moments that we should have took that that pure moment right there when I said I wanted to be a cop you said you want to be a veterinary you said you want to be an astronaut if we would have took those moments and just ran with it we, I think we would have been happier. We would have been on a different path of of just happiness. Like I, I don't know how to put it, but like that is a pure thing for us to say. Like when we were a kid, and you write down what is your, your what would be your job in the future, and you write that down. You 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 think about all the good things that you can do. And now that we 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 grow older, we're all we're talking about is what is going to pay the bills. Right. Why do I need to worry about what's going to pay the bills? I see. I kind of disagree. I don't know, man. I if I was worried about paying the bills, I should have stuck to veterinarian. I just I I see where you're coming from. I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree. I think that as kids, we tend to um, look at heroes like cops, firemen, astronauts, uh, doctors. And we want to emulate ourselves to that. But I don't think as you grow older and decide like what makes you happy, you start tailoring it more towards. That's why I went for art because I sure as shit not going to get paid that much, but I, I enjoy it. So it it's not always about that. I mean, if you want to get back to the inner child, I don't necessarily think you'd have to change or rewrite history. I think maybe... Um, you know, you know what's crazy? I, I, I don't know if there's a really a way to get back to it because you you I, can't unknow something. It's like you can't unsee it. You know what I mean? But like you can't it. take stuff uh, like information that's in your mind. Absolutely. Like, but those are the stuff moments you've gone through, that you like, were truly happy when you were a child. Those moments you were truly innocent. You were truly innocent, but you were happy. Like, do you know yeah. what happiness really, really right now feels like to you? Getting a paycheck. You, you get what? 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 Pain bills. <laughs> Good no, 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 no. No, what happiness to me is is finally doing this podcast and doing something with meaning. But to not get off the beaten path, Sorry. I think that listening. No, we were getting more, into a good argument. No, no. What, I, think, what, what, I think you guys have kind of proven my point and brought this home because my next question is, how can someone harness their inner child? And I think that if I look at it now, correct me if I'm wrong. We somehow stayed on the path, but kind of took different routes to get those goals. So hang on. 
So for me, I was a, I was a chubby kid that was made fun of, and I was tired of the world that I was living in. So I aspired to be an astronaut. Real shit. I aspired to be an astronaut because I felt like if I left this world, I would have another chance to like make friends. I could, I can escape the noise, escape the negativity, and I could start over again. And I could go to a place where no one really knew who I was, and I could start fresh and be whoever I wanted to be. And you know the the saying: sometimes you need the world to shut up to hear your own thoughts. Going into space, I felt like it was the only place I could have peace of mind. No one could make fun of me. No one could look at me and call me weird. You know, everything is weird. Everything is extraordinary and beautiful in space. And I felt like if I became an astronaut, maybe I could, you know, be, become an escape and be a part of something that was much bigger than me. As far as you, Jr., within the injustices that you've seen growing up, a police officer is all about order. It's all about accountability. And I think that in your life, the reason with all the things that you've seen, you know, you need somebody to be accountable. You need somebody to kind of like, and I I think it's interesting because like, even though you didn't become a cop, you're still kind of able to kind of hold people accountable and you still have that that inside of you, that, that, that sense of like justice, that sense of kind of not tipping the scales, but balancing it out. Yeah. For like, to be honest, like I could have, I could have went completely left field. You have no idea. Which we didn't. And I didn't like you, you're right. Like I stood somewhat on the beaten path. Like I could have been out here some wild boy shit. Like a lot of friends of mine are either incarcerated, uh, they were murdered um, and I, I think back and I realized like I didn't take the path that they took at times because I didn't want I didn't feel as though that would be the, the right thing to do and like inside that inner innocence of me wanting to be a cop was that that thing was like nah that's the wrong thing to do yeah there's certain things that you, you go you go a little bit off but like I know what is what is completely wrong. What I should not be doing. You know what I mean? Like I understand what you're saying. And then with Sarah, Sarah, with veterinarians, veterinarians take care of people, take care of individuals that can't speak for themselves. You know, so you. I like to think my dogs are people. Right, right. So essentially, for your pursuit of speaking for those who can't speak for themselves, helping those like a, a dog can't fill out a medical form or a dog can't tell you what's wrong. Like, you know, I mean, they can't kind of can if you seem lassie, then cool. But <laughs> you have like this innate ability inside of you and this hunger to kind of speak for those who can't speak for themselves. And low key with that last episode you did, Sarah's Secret, you are a voice for those who couldn't speak or were afraid to speak or people didn't understand and you helped us understand greatly so even though that's a hopefully i didn't disrespect anyone with that kind of like example but being a veterinarian it's just taking care of i think i i like to love things right. and you know what i mean like like mother like a uh like a dog or a, right. a bunny or you know like an animal and and sometimes people don't want to be loved and so if I try to love them. They don't want to love me back. Uh, I just, I think animals just unconditionally uh, have this capability to 
I don't know, bring joy to people. Right, and it just always made me happy, I guess. I wanted to give joy back to them, their little animal bodies. So do you feel like you guys that with all this going on, especially yeah. just kind of loving people that love you back and, you know, balancing the scale of justice and kind of doing something that's bigger than me and speaking to myself, that it's too late to get that curiosity back as we had as kids. Now that we, I know we live in a different world. I know that we're older. I know we have more experiences. But do you think at this moment in time that we can get our inner child back, that we can somehow salvage the pieces of what once used to be and use it as like rocket fuel to kind of springboard our future? Do you think that we could somehow find a inner... It goes right back to what Sarah said. Once you see, you can't. It can't be unseen. Like, I, I would love to. I would love to get back to that to that feeling that that happiness of that that purity of like y'all want to do this and like that energy to do it but now it's like i seen things i did i did things and uh and i want to like you were saying i need to pay bills i need to do this i can't run off and try to do something now that the, the age i am now I, I miss out on my opportunity i feel as though like i i I, I missed out on too many chances to do that. You get what I'm saying? I, I think I'm looking forward to being old. Like, I don't think I can go back to being young. And so I'm looking forward to being, like, an old woman where I can just say whatever I feel because I've gained the wisdom to in order to do so. Or um, I can have my dinner prepared for me and my kids will come over and do my laundry. Like... Just, I think there's at a certain point, like I said, you might like maybe not looking at it as going like harnessing maybe an inner child because uh, you, you can't unsee it. And there's a certain innocence within um, children. But if we're looking at it as a child as like taking care of someone, someone or just being um, uh, happy for living life, I think maybe that might come as when you get older, too. So hopefully you're, you know, second, second or third, depending on how you break up, how many years we all tend to live. Um, part of life, it's, it's, it's important. I think that's kind of my final thought. Like, um, I try to look forward to the future because uh, there are so many things where I could keep telling myself to, you know, look at the past and maybe it would be better if this had happened or I regret making that decision. Um, I wish I could just kind of go back to the point where I didn't have to pay bills or I didn't have to worry about how people thought of me or things like that. But maybe it's better to look towards the future. I want to be like an old man sitting on his couch watching Jag and, uh, (laughs) and just telling people to get off my lawn because I can. So I don't know. I, I look forward to that. And I hope, I hope it's as good as childhood was. GR, final thoughts. If you're on the path that you was on while you were a child, I applaud you. It is so fucking hard to do that shit. It's so hard to think about what you wanted to be back then and and be that right now. Or like Sarah was talking about, like you found that loved one and you married them and right out of high school and then you did all these things. I applaud you. Cause not everybody gets that 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 happy ending. Not everybody gets that. You know what I mean? Like I applaud you 
for those individuals who, who don't have that, who are still finding themselves or like lost that inner child, it's okay. I'm there with you. Chance is probably there with you. We're all there with you. The, the thing is, is like, what do you do now? What are you doing now to bring the, not the inner child, but the, the person you are right now? What are you doing to make that person happy? What are you doing to bring those dreams that you have for yourself right now alive? Like for me right now, opening up to you guys, doing this podcast is my opportunity to let people know my story, but also give me an opportunity because I, I want to become somebody who, who who inspires others to see that they can do more with their lives even though they they were dealt a shitty card you know what i mean like if you had to live with death or you had to live with you know what i mean absent parents or you did have parents and they just you know what i mean like didn't show you that love or whatever it is like you can still grow up and you can still do what you need to do now you know what i mean sometimes we're still being children right now we need to get out of that mindset. We need to we need to figure out what our dream is and how to get there right now. What are you doing to make yourself happy right now? That's my thought. Do it. I love it. Just like uh, Nike. Just do mm-hmm. it. Just so I guess to kind of end off the show, people like Walt Disney and Steve Jobs never abandoned their inner child. And for that, they forever changed the world and resurrected our inner child and our curiosity. So maybe the next time someone says you're acting like a child, thank them and remind yourself that the world is your sandbox. This is Chance, alongside of JR, yeah. Sarah. Yeah. Hi. This has been so about <laughs> yesterday. You guys have an amazing week, and uh, we got something special in store for you in regards to the next episode. So Woo. stay tuned. All right. Bye. Bye. How do you work this thing? Oh, this is Sarah's mom, and this is my favorite podcast. I don't really care for swear words, but I do care about you subscribing and listening every Thursday. Mama knows best.